0: Hello, and welcome back to Lost in Citations, our regular podcast where we speak to the producers of interesting content and see if we can learn a little bit more about their background. Today's episode finds me in a slightly damp and rainy soul for the soul Conference 2023 at Tsumyong Women's University. Uh, it's my hope to speak to presenters and to some of the people who are Uh, publishing their works here, and maybe one or two of the organizers to get an understanding of what it takes to um, put together a conference, an international conference like this, and how it might be different from uh, the conferences that we visited in Japan. So, without further ado, it's time for me to grab a coffee and start seeing if there's anybody who'd like to share their experiences with us. Let's go. Okay, so you find us here with uh, conference organizers, uh, David Tolson and Jane Kwan. Um, David, you were just telling me that you're kind of like the, the fixer around here if people need hooking up with things.
1: I don't know about fixer. I'm just the host for the uh, this speaker's room and Jane is our volunteer assistant. So that's our job today. Yeah. Any questions you have, need uh, help uh, in English or Korean, we're here to help you.
0: So today obviously the first day of the, the the main conference. Um how has the organizing been has it been weeks long or months long getting this ready?
2: I'm actually um just a volunteer. I just came here today so I don't really know about it. I think
1: you know the uh the the pluses we've been online. Mm. So this is the first time since 19, 2019 we're live in person and also trying out a hybrid format mm. which is exciting. So a lot of a a lot of extra planning yeah yeah, months of planning and we had our volunteer weekend last weekend training all the volunteers so it's been a it's been exciting and then the numbers are good surprisingly good
0: Uh, by good how many people are attending
1: i'm thinking you know we're not at the peak we were before COVID, but it's a significant significant surprise to have so many people coming from out of the country and things like that
0: and so um before we started Uh, David was telling me that you were an English major. Um, Did you volunteer to help with your studies or was it something that was recommended to you by your professors?
2: It's actually um, my friend got recommended by her professor and she goes to another school with me, uh, another school than me. So I just heard from her that it's something associated with English and I was intrigued, so I just volunteered. But yeah, I guess it's kind of with my major, so I did.
1: Unfortunately, the conference is also midterm week every <laughs> Korean <laughs> <laughs> university. Yeah. So I admire you, Jane, for coming during exams. <laughs> yeah, I know you. you're tired. Yeah. Thank you. yeah,
0: and you were saying that you've been in teaching for forty-three years. Is that forty-third year teaching? Fifth year in Korea. Fifth year in Korea. So where did you teach before, and how have you noticed it have, uh, different than ours? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love teaching in Korea. Mm. Yeah, yeah. People are so kind, and. Uh, uh, I came here with you know, my my children are adults, so mm-hmm. came here as an empty nester, and we really like living here. And I work work at a wonderful university. Um, COVID was difficult, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as I'm sure it was with you guys. But uh, coming out of it, school's been fun, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: A lot of a lot of new energy with English students for me right. mm-hmm. that. Uh, of all the subjects that were, you know, coming offline, coming from being online, you know, it's so much more fun to take English in the classroom.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for all of your efforts. It's a very well-organized conference. I'm looking forward to speaking to other people as well.
1: Welcome. Thank you for coming all the way from uh, Japan. It's exciting to have people out of the country come to
0: a conference. Well, thank you very much for your time. Good luck with everything. Okay, so you're finally here in the uh, bustling hub of uh, the Cotisol conference with uh, Paula Gibson who is the Deputy Director of the English Language Centre, the XJTLU. Could you give us uh, a little background to uh, what that is and, and what you're hoping to do here this weekend?
3: Of course, so XJTLU is Xi'an Jiao Tong Liverpool University and we are a joint venture uh, with the University of Liverpool in the UK and Xi'an Jiao Tong Liverpool in China. Uh, But we're based in Suzhou, which is in a completely different area from Xi'an. So I'm actually here today to recruit. We have quite a vibrant language centre of over 200 EAP language lectures in English and 46, I believe, in Spanish, Japanese, and Chinese. That's like 250. So I think we're probably one of the biggest language centers in the world that no one has ever heard of. So I'm primarily here today to recruit. The university was established 16 years ago, and since then we've been expanded rapidly. We've got a lively campus in Suzhou, with 20,000 students, and we've just opened an entrepreneurial college um, in Taisang, just north of Shanghai, um, and that's recently opened two years ago, and also looking to recruit there. So as the university is growing, we have to grow in order to provide EAP, ESAP, and uh, continuous support to all of our students. So when students come into our university, they are, um, in year one, given different language. Which courses, dependent on their level. So, if they come in at um, A1, A2, they get 12 hours contact hours per week. Low B1 is uh, eight hours. High B1 is six hours, and. C1 Plus is two hours in year one, quite a lot of different courses. And then in year two, we focus within the different schools and academies within university and have more discipline-specific EAP. Uh, we have a postgraduate division as well that provides support as well, especially for writing. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much us.
0: <laughs> so you said you're here recruiting and we're actually in the interview space right now that you you will be using hopefully this weekend to get some good candidates. Yes. What makes a good candidate for your university? What makes someone that you think you would be confident giving a job to?
3: So there's actually about three or four different elements. So obviously the the, the, the backgrounds, the education with TESOL, so that they do have an understanding of theory and different concepts. Um, but I actually, personally for me, it's all due to the personality. And there's not one person that you're looking for in particular. You can see a drive and a passion for teaching. Um, for our year one students, we like someone who's very supportive, very energetic. Uh, for the year two students and um, plus, somebody who understands all the different nuances of writing and is able to provide different types of feedback so we actually have quite a big range from people just starting out in their careers to people who are very much seasoned and so we have different modules that we tend to put people on because we can offer support to so if you are a new um, lecturer maybe only one or two years experience we tend to put you on a bigger module with a mentor the materials are pretty much laid out you can adapt them for your own classes but it's very supportive Uh, as to year two modules where you might be on a smaller team where you have to create the materials and assessments to some even smaller modules where you are the sole person working with an academic in a department and making that module together so again it really does depend on you know where you are in your particular stage what you have but most more often than that we just look for that enthusiasm and passion for teaching I think that trumps experience (laughs) Well, um,
0: I would agree with you there. So, so to help you out with this, um, just give us the name of your institution one more time, and maybe <laughs> one of our listeners might want to contact you.
3: Yes, uh, so the um, acronym is XJTLU. You can find that through a Google search or Jianjiao Town Liverpool University. But if you put into a search engine XJTLU, you can go onto our website. At the very bottom, there's jobs, and then you can find us with the the School of Languages.
0: Well, Thank you very much, Paula, and good luck with your recruitment.
3: Thank you. It was nice to talk to you.
0: Okay, so you find us here in the presenter's lounge with uh, two likely fellows from Mitsumake Asia Pacific uh, University, uh, Nicholas Medley and William Tiley. Perfect. Excellent. Very good indeed. We'll get that wrong first time. That's so you're both presenting, are you presenting here today or tomorrow?
4: Uh tomorrow for both of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um and what
0: what are you presenting on? What's
4: your topic? so uh, i'm presenting a project i've been doing uh, essentially interviewing teachers who've been taking learning a second language themselves and taking standardized tests in that language and then how that process of taking the standardized test has influenced their teaching um, and their understanding
0: of the student experience and that kind of thing and could you give us uh, a little bit of a spoiler alert for anyone who uh, is going to be actually seeing it but what are the conclusions that you come to
4: so um it
0: seems that uh
4: regarding like teaching methodology there's teachers have all noticed some kind of thing that they've taken from the experience it's varied heavily from teacher to teacher um but generally perspectives on like approaches to learning vocab for a standardized test that kind of thing people have been reporting positive stuff. Uh, Regarding empathy, it seems everybody has been quite shocked about how hard and stressful it is taking one of these tests, and uh, I guess how to manage the test room when we're invigilating tests ourselves. There's lots of teachers who've said, like, oh, actually, maybe this is a better thing to do rather than what we currently do. Um, So, yeah, it generally seems like the participants so far have Agreed that it's a useful thing to do, and I'm I'm kind of hoping I might be able to pick up some people who are studying Korean and add them to the pool. I guess.
0: Is this a project that you're doing for a, for a PhD, or is it just, a, or is it a research project that you've kind of carried forward uh, in your in your teaching practice? Um, I mean, this is
4: just something that was born from my own experiences dragging my carcass through JLPT. Um, <laughs> And the rough times I had with that kind of taught me a lot about mm. the methods I was encouraging students to use and the limitations to those methods. So it got me thinking that maybe this is something that other teachers would agree with or share. Um, so I've just been kind of digging into it as a result. And
0: what a fine carcass it is. <laughs> uh, <Cool. laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So turning our attentions to you, Nick, uh, what's your presentation topic?
5: So, yeah, I'm just doing a workshop. Um, I teach the English for Journalism elective. And uh, so I just thought, how could I kind of show people how I teach that class or how it's set up using the CLIL 4Cs kind of framework? So just sort of, you know, emphasizing that, uh, you know, obviously it's a journalism class, so it's content driven and it's really motivating for students because they can, um, you know, they can choose what they want to write about. And so just, you know, the takeaway, I think, I hope, you know, teachers take is that, you know, whatever you're teaching, emphasizing content more, I think is better, um, better outcomes and then just sort of for people who are interested in doing a journalism program or even just journalism lessons, show them how I do it and how I kind of, you know, my, my thought process and, you know, the assignments and stuff so, that if they want to do something with journalism, they've got an idea of, of what other people have done before them. And hopefully, yeah, a lot of QA. I'm not, uh, I'm hoping to talk too much. Hopefully, just, uh, you know, uh, get good questions and that springboard, you know, more questions and keep it really in there interactive.
0: Now, I've been talking to some of the organizers of the <laughs> conference, and they were telling me that this is the first time, I think, since 2019 that there have actually been people physically in the building, doing the presentations. Uh, how have you, you know, dealt with this last three years? Have you been able to complete research as you wanted, present it as you wanted, or uh, is this perhaps the first time that you've done an international conference in a while?
5: Yeah, well we were at, um, or a lot of us were at uh, Jolt, uh in Fukuoka, and that was my first conference in person, and that was really, really nice to have everybody back together. Um, I think I just kind of gave up on conferences during the whole COVID thing. You know, I didn't want to present online. I mean, we did a few things um, on Zoom and it's just, it's such a different experience. So it's, it's been really nice to kind of get back in person, even though the trip was long and arduous. And I was, think, I was saying to Will, you know, I thought as I was going through customs and it was taking so long. I'm, wh- you know, I better bring the goods. I better have a really great workshop to do all this work to get here. But I, it's been really great just to see people, you know, old friends. I ran into some of my students actually uh, in a bar last night. Couldn't believe it. <laughs>
0: you in a bar? Who would have thought it? Um, is this your first time in Korea? And uh, if so, how's it going? And if not, uh, if it if it you know isn't your first time, was there something that made you want to come back to this conference? Um, so.
4: I guess slightly piggybacking on the previous question but so this is the bar as well I wasn't in the bar (laughs) unfortunately I was probably in an aeroplane or stressed in an airport somewhere Um, but um, this is the first time for me presenting at an international conference I like my research career if that's the the right phrase for it I started (laughs) mid-covid so this is seeing it all open up is a kind of new experience for me so um, yeah it's kind of cool to be here I've not traveled far for a conference before so um, it's I've been to Korea a few times before but this is the first time for anything like conference based Um, I did present at Cotisol online last year um, and it was kind of a cool experience everyone seemed really friendly and interesting so thought I'd come and make a weekend of it this time
0: well, I hope you do have a good weekend of it. Good luck with your presentations. And uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Yeah,
4: thank cool. you very much.
0: Okay. So you find us here with uh, Philip Alex Bennett from Canada University of International Studies. And what are you going to be presenting on today?
6: Uh, so today, um, uh, my uh, co-presenter and I were going to present on uh, self-determination theory and the basic psychological needs uh, that we saw um, uh, that were emergent in uh, CLIL course, um, a self-direct learning CLIL course in um, third and fourth year university students. Yeah, and what were your
0: findings? This this podcast is gonna be going out after you've done your presentation, so Mm -hmm. can you give us some idea of what the uh, attendees can learn from it?
6: Yeah, so um, basically uh, what we did is we used uh, massive open online courses Um, And we allowed students to choose anything. So to fulfill their basic basic psychological need of autonomy. Um, And we also um, uh, facilitated uh, communication between students to um, satisfy their relatedness. This is another, so um, the the basic basic psychological needs are autonomy, competence, and relatedness. Um, And what we realized is, um, yeah, we, we were able to meet all their um, autonomy needs and relatedness needs, and through doing self di- self-directed um, learning, they, uh, in their reflections and in their final presentations, they spoke the most about their um, competence compared to the other the other psychological needs. So I guess, you know, our findings um, were that um, through supporting students, um, giving them the, uh, the, the freedom of autonomy and creating an environment for relatedness, that they will be able to focus, um, get, give, have a clear focus on their uh, competence. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, um, obviously, like myself, you uh, have come from Japan. Yeah. So, why did you choose this conference to present
6: your work? Um, it was a great opportunity. You know, especially after the pandemic, it was a good, a good uh, opportunity to leave Japan and uh, present about this topic. Um, also, um, we want to. Promote um, our uh, self-access learning center. Um, that's where we. That's where we work. Cause I'm a learning advisor as well as a university le- lecturer of, of English. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to, you know, spread Kanda's name and also see what other people are doing in, in Korea and you know around the world um, because we've been we've kind of been you know stuck in Japan for the past three or so years. So I thought it was a good opportunity to to share and to, and to learn from other people. Yeah. And
0: so after this, do you think that you're going to be going anywhere to any other international conferences, or are you going to keep
6: it still in Japan usually? Um, it all depends on the research budget that the university gives us. <laughs> Um, but uh yeah you know uh, it would be great to you know um, go to different countries um, and you know see what um other people are doing in in self access learning and self-directed learning and learner autonomy um, but yeah you know it would be great I know that you know learner autonomy uh, is you know uh, is pretty pretty big in 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 Europe um, so it would be nice to you know maybe go you know other places in in, in Asia yeah. Well, good luck with your presentation, thank
0: you for your time today and I hope you enjoy your time in Korea. Thank you, appreciate it. (laughs) Okay, so you find us here after our presentation, myself and Jonathan of course did very well indeed and to give some testimony of how well we did, I'm going to be speaking to one of the people who was in the room at the time, uh, Professor George Whitehead. So um, uh, of course, please feel free to give whatever judgment you would like, but uh, can you tell us a little bit
7: about your background and why you chose to attend the conference today? Sure, so I've been in South Korea since 2007 and uh, I've always been a part of uh, the CoTESL community. I've done a lot of presentations and workshops for them Uh, and I've come here for many years annually. Um, I always come to update my knowledge, uh, keep up to date with current trends in the field uh, and also to network and meet people like uh, Chris and Jonathan that I happen to meet up with finally after listening to their podcast a lot uh, over the past couple of years. So that's why I came here today. Um,
0: with, was there any theme or topic that you were looking to, you know, view in today's presentation? And uh, uh, what are you? What are the things that you've seen, and what are the
7: things that you're kind of looking forward to seeing? So I'm really interested in language teacher education, uh, looking at teacher development, pre and in service. Uh, so I came for the, the first um, presentation today uh, by Professor Diaz Meglioni, and I wanted to get some insights into what he thought about in-service and pre-service teacher education that I can also transfer into my classroom practices in in my work in South Korea and also into my research. So I've been looking around here at the conference for different uh, presentations that look into language teacher education or also into research as well, um, which I hope to develop also through my career and, uh, and time here. So
0: um, I've often spoken with people at conferences like this that there maybe should be a category of presentation. One would be research, another one I we used to call it MM, Monday morning. Mm. So is there any presentation that you've looked at or one that you're hoping to see that you think would give you some inspiration to
7: change the way you're teaching in a positive way this Monday morning? I think that possibly and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Jack Richards has to say uh, about English as an international language. Uh, this is a, a very important Um, topic in the field and and something that hasn't been fully embraced in the South Korean context Uh, this is something that I also am interested in in language teacher education about um, localizing uh, teacher education in in that sense. So it's the same thing as intercultural communication, English is an international language, how can we bring that into these local EFL communities, how can this uh, be taught to our learners, how can they develop these skills for uh, English as an international language and intercultural communication. Uh, so I think that's the one that I'm looking forward to most is uh, seeing what he has to say about that.
0: Well, I hope that Professor Richards provides you the goods and uh, also we've spoken about this, but I, I look forward to actually speaking with you and other people that I've spoken to this weekend in a more, you know, long form context and learning more about your, uh, your research and having you on the podcast again. Sure, that'd be great. I look forward to talking to you in the future. Thanks. Thank you very much. Okay, so you find us here with uh, Lizzie and Raya, and um, what is your role at the conference uh, here today?
2: Causing chaos and disturbance. <laughs> um, we are the interim co-presidents of the Soul Chapter, and we are here to help people know about the events that are going on, as well as just enjoy the splendors of the International Conference.
0: And have you gain some good feedback from the people who you've spoken to today?
8: Yeah, I think at the moment, Soul Chapter is going through a bit of an unusual process. We're in a phase of community building because before COVID hit, we had like a really strong community, but then obviously with everyone being online and things like that, the sense of community kind of disappeared. So that's one thing that we're really focused on at the moment. So it's been great to be able to mix me- see people face to face and actually have the conversations with them.
0: Um, that's something that has come out of talking to other people here, that it's good to be back, even though it's, it's, it is somewhat hybrid. It's mostly in person. Um, what was your role in promoting co during the uh, during the COVID years?
2: Um, I was in a different region of Korea, and I also was involved with the National Conference um, and that was online so I really quite enjoyed that aspect until I didn't (laughs) so I'm happy to be in the hybrid space where we can take advantage of technology but also really enjoy this kind of interaction
0: and have you been able to take in any of the presentations or is Um, that something that you're having to miss because of your other responsibilities
2: um, yes so I made the plenary Uh, Thomas Farrell and really enjoyed his aspects of his really humanistic way of approaching reflective practice and I think everyone walked out of there feeling rejuvenated and affirmed of what we're doing and had some pretty good laughs and I also attended Ray Forelli's talk talking about global Englishes and really really liked it so I'm having a great time.
0: Well that's, that's my area, I should, have, uh, I should have gone and taken a look at that. Uh, how about yourself?
8: I was also at raised as well, so that was really interesting. It was great to see so many people agreeing on how kind of the rules that used to exist surrounding and the gatekeeping that used to be involved with English is slowly disappearing. It was great to see how everyone was really on board with that. So that's cool and yeah i've been to a couple uh chris binney as well who uh, was speaking earlier the plenary but on that we have been a little bit busy just trying to meet as many people as possible and mm. spread the news about soul chapter
5: mm.
0: and do you are you confident for the future that this is only going to get better and that we can get back to kind of like the pre-covid era of even more people being able to attend and do you have any plans to uh for the promotion of it for next year and going forward
8: oh yeah for sure i mean this is just kind of a starting point i think it's really important as i was saying earlier about community building i think that's something that we need to start from scratch almost with that it is a case where a lot of people's personal and professional communities kind of got a bit destroyed during the time that we were spent online so it's really important to be able to make the new connections uh to reconnect with people and to make new connections so we've been focusing on social events uh so starting off in kind of a way that's accessible to everyone As people can find that these kind of events can seem a little bit intimidating especially if you're new to the field of teaching this is going to a full two-day event of workshops can be a bit like the imposter syndrome can hit in, I don't feel like I'm ready to be there. Is it really my place to be in that kind of space? But we're trying to make it a lot more democratic, opening it up to everyone and saying, hey, if you're interested in English education, then yeah, you've got a place at this table. Yeah, you should be involved in this and come, please join us and be part of our community.
0: I like that as a message to go out on. So I've been speaking uh, with Elizabeth uh, Jean May and uh, Raya L. Metituk, And thank you very much for your time today, ladies.
2: My Thank pleasure, you very
0: much. Okay, so you find us here on Sunday morning with uh, wife and husband presenter team uh, Misato and Matthew Saunders. Just completed your presentation, so um, I'll go to the I'll go to management first. Um, uh, how do you think your presentation went?
9: I think it really uh, went well. I would say because. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, we were very, uh, it could create a quite like cozy atmosphere for, you know, attendees. And then, yeah, we had a quite good chats while the presentation. So it was really good, I
10: think. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is that our point, you know, we got across our point really well because it was a kind of limited number of people. We could uh, really communicate to them what we were trying to get at, which was basically, you know, that um, students sometimes don't, even teachers don't realize, the training that they do can have, you know, really good effect to their language ability overall. So, and we we're we we're focused on summarizing, but yeah, it was um something that ah it's something that we you know is near and dear to our heart. And luckily, we were able to, I think, get the point across to everybody. So that was fun. Mm.
0: So, you've you've alluded to what the theme of the presentation was but uh, and it was a workshop as well and we haven't I haven't actually spoken to any workshop presenters Uh, so kind of what was what was your focus what was your dynamic and maybe what do you hope that people took away from it
9: yeah I kind of uh, have them experienced actual um, practice that the student that students are supposed to do you know Mm. and uh, you know, experiencing that kind of thing, that that kind of gave them idea, you know, oh, this is how students feel, and, you know, I think that was really useful for them as well.
10: Yeah, I guess if we were talking about workshop side of it, it was Mm. to get them to be in the role of students sometimes, so they can picture what they were doing, and then also uh, to, if they were then creating materials, we gave them the tools they would need to do that as well. So, um, so I think I think like they they were constantly thinking about how t- they would use the stuff that we were showing in their yeah. in their context in their setting. So that was was nice payoff for the presentation because yeah. you know, um, yeah, th- you could yeah. see the wheels turning
9: again. So, like so. this is really like you know, cozy session. Like they didn't hesitate asking us questions during our presentation. So and uh, we had a chat about it, you know, discussed and yeah and it was helpful for them on the spot i think
10: yeah, we didn't digress we didn't digress too too much but <laughs> but it was but it was nice that you know you could actually get a little more personal mm. yeah. so i i don't know at first i was a little bit worried that we had too small a number but it actually ended up being really effective oh, it was yeah.
0: really nice mm. Well, that's good to hear now um as i mentioned husband and wife team <laughs> wife or husband team whatever you want to uh say uh, but how did you first of all settle on this as being the topic you were going to present on and how did you prepare for it? Is it you know, is it is it something that you've presented on before? Was it new for the for the conference?
10: Well, it was new for the conference and we, we ended up um, we've kind of been taking turns being lead on presentations. So <laughs> her focus is a lot on, you know, sulk and independent learning and motivation, beliefs, and so so we had a presentation on that at JSOL yeah. last year, um, and then this time I'm more into the language testing and, you know, washback and different things, so so yeah, the, we landed on that topic, but then she's, she's you know, u- we're using materials and training that is good for independent learning, and trying to build motivation by connecting what you're learning in class to a bigger picture. So that also ties into her field. So we, we kind of, it's always a collaboration. Um, but we also, we coming from those two perspectives, I think we end up with, um, you know, a lot of nice material in the end that uh, yeah. hopefully people can, I
9: yeah. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So. Maybe just the ambiance of the conference. Is this the first time you've come to CoTeSol?
9: Uh for me, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, it was, yeah. Uh, actually, just uh, I mean, not only our presentation, but uh, also the whole atmosphere for this conference is really like I feel so close mm. to people, and I really enjoyed the socializing with people as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. That made me feel like. You know, less numbers. <laughs> yes, I was confident this morning. So yeah, which made me special for this and first time conference. Yeah.
0: And having rested at such a luxurious hotel, you were you were ready for <laughs> the uh, yeah. uh, presentation. And just uh, <laughs> sorry, inside joke there. We we both stayed in the same uh, guest house <laughs> and uh, have lamented the fact uh, ever since. <laughs> it's spent most of the first night.
10: Uh, looking for other places to stay <laughs> on my phone, but anyway, uh, but the um, no, I, I agree, and I think this is like this is my favorite conference in the world. If you've never mm. been to Cotisol, I no, just I really recommend it is. because yeah. um, people, uh, you know, at, at all conferences around the world, you go and you have a chance to meet people, but I just feel like this is really special in terms of mm. the not feeling too cliquey or you know inside group outside group everyone's very welcoming and um yeah it's just a really special place so i i and it's been like that year after year and i I, this is the first time we've been back face to face and i said as soon as we do i'm going Mm. um and it was actually thanks to in large part you guys uh chris uh turned me on to this conference years ago well 2018 i guess was Mm -hmm. the first time Mm -hmm. and um yeah i've tried to attend ever since Mm. it's so good
0: Well, uh, the, a ringy endorsement uh, of, of the conference, if not for the local accommodations. And oh, yeah. I, I think that's going to be the last interview that we do. So thank you very much for your time, uh, Misato and Matt. And have a safe journey home. And I hope to see you again soon. Yeah. Thank you very much, Thank you
9: Chris. very much. Yeah.
0: If you'd like to contact the show, the best place to find out about us is our website, lostincitations.com. Here you can learn more about the background to this project and how you can get involved. Our hope is to help academics, educators, and online content producers get in contact with each other. Our email address is lostincitations at gmail.com. We also have Facebook and LinkedIn pages. Please rate and comment on the sites you use to download your podcasts. It helps us reach more potential listeners. But probably the most helpful thing you can do is, if you like our content, recommend it to a friend and let them know what we're trying to do.